Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Good evening. Thanks for stopping by. It's Tuesday night and it is exciting. We're about seven days from the election and a few hours by the time this posts, you will be seven days closer to the election. I know we can't wait. Uh, I'm pretty excited. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about tonight about Joe Biden's just struggles with his memory and some of the things that that can mean. And I'm certainly not a doctor. However, uh, I will tell you a quick story that segues nicely. This nice lady and man are getting into their silver years and their kids are gone and they have a simple life, but they realize they stopped remembering things. Sometimes she forgets to put her bra on, he forgets to mow the lawn, and they're struggling and think they might have a sickness. So they go to the doctor and say, doc, doc, I can't remember anything my wife says and she can't remember anything I say and we're just having a big problem and what, you know, what can we do? And he says, listen, don't worry, don't worry. This is normal. This happens all the time. You don't have Alzheimer's or anything like that. You simply are getting older. So all you need to do is write things down. Write things down so you always remember. And they look at each other and smile and say, of course, we can do that. And as they go home and they have dinner and then they nuzzle into their lazy boy chairs and put their Afghan rugs over and put on their slippers and robes and have a little fire in the background, Matlock's about to start. And the nice lady looks over to the band and goes, sweetheart, could you please make me some ice cream? And he goes, absolutely. She goes, with whipped cream on top? And don't forget to write it down so you don't forget. And he goes, honey, I'm just going to the kitchen. I won't forget. And he sits up from his chair. And then she goes, oh, could you sprinkle some nuts on top? And he's like, yes, no problem. She goes, write it down. He goes, honey, I'm not going to forget. And as he's ready to crust into the kitchen, she goes, and a cherry on top. And he goes, I know, I know. Don't forget to write it down. I've got it. About 10 minutes later goes by. And uh, the man walks out and he gives his wife and holds uh, the tray out and there's bacon and eggs on the tray. And she looks very perplexed and then all of a sudden says, where the hell's the toast? It's going to be a good show for you tonight, folks. Hang in there. I hope you like the new intro. We're pretty excited about it. I thought it was pretty neat, pretty cool. I hope you enjoyed. Listen, my name is Matt, and this is Don't Unfriend Me, um, and we are pretty excited to get started. And we have a new scroller at the bottom. Not too bad. Do me a favor. Right over here, there is going to be a little red envelope over here. Go ahead and subscribe, like, and share. That helps this channel grow, helps me uh, feel good about myself, and I'm excited. What the hell do we do here? Well, we talk about politics, current events, all things to that effect. We keep the show PG-13, and uh, I'm excited for you to be here. Listen, let's talk about Joe Biden, and uh, you know, this is interesting. Mr. Biden, I've followed him my entire life, and I'm 46 years old, so I was a, a wee lad when he got into politics, but you know, I've always liked Joe. I think he is a, uh, a stand-up guy, I think five, ten years, maybe ten years ago, um, I, I've always enjoyed him, you know, and I know he's gotten a bad rap, and people think he's kind of slow. But ultimately, a lot of it has to do with age. But this is not a problem that's just occurred over the last five, 10 years. This has been his whole life. I mean, Joe Biden is called the gaffe machine for a reason. And mainly the reason he is the gaffe machine is because he just doesn't necessarily put two and two together. And then he can't articulate a sentence correctly. And he tells stories that are highly inappropriate. 
But there's something concerning going on here. If you take a look at the rallies for Trump, the voters, of course, the polls say that people are against it in the swing states and don't like Trump because of the coronavirus and that he's going against what the uh, World Health Organization and the CDC and his own you know, doctors are saying. But we know we've seen it in Pennsylvania. We've seen it in Ohio. We've seen it in Florida. I mean, seas of people. 100,000 people waiting to get in to see this guy. And then you look at President Obama and Joe Biden, and there's literally a few cars, I think 100 cars at some of the biggest rallies. He's staying inside. And everyone is like, well, he's staying in his basement because he doesn't have energy. He's staying in his basement because he's tired. He's staying in his basement because he knows he's going to lose. And, And none of that's true. And I'm here to tell you a completely different take. And you probably haven't heard it before because no one's talking about it. Joe Biden knows for a fact that if he catches COVID, this race is over. It's over. And if he catches it, it goes against the social distancing and the wearing of the mask, and they are not going to risk that. And let's be honest. They know that the mask isn't going to work. They know that wearing gloves isn't going to work, that hand sanitizing every five seconds. People catch this stuff even with the highest preparation there is. They can't afford to let him get sick. They can say to Trump, you got sick. Joe Biden hasn't. Therefore, Joe Biden's policies are important and you shouldn't be doing rallies. It's simple. It's all politics. Joe Biden's not going to rear his head. He's going to sit back. He's going to keep people in cars. He's going to casually hit his local area. He's going to stay in Delaware and he will splatter across a couple states. He was in Georgia today and did one rally. Whoop-de-doo. I don't think Georgia's going to flip. I know the Democrats want it to, but they said that in 2016. Uh, When I drove through Georgia less than six months ago, trust me when I say this, it was splattered with Trump signs everywhere early. Does that mean anything? Who knows? The point is I could be wrong. But what I'm not wrong about is Joe Biden is struggling. He is not the same man. I've seen him over the years, and there has been a, a cognitive decline in especially the last few months. And, you know, they said this with Hillary is that she was too weak and she wasn't strong enough and she was frail and she was hiding a sickness. They said Donald Trump was horribly overweight. And, you know, if he ever got COVID, he would just die. This happens all the time. They said it about Ronald Reagan. He slipped up from time to time. John F. Kennedy had a horrible back and was addicted to painkillers. I mean, we can just keep going on and on and on. Um, Bill Clinton threw out his back all the time with Monica Lewinsky. There's a lot of things that we can talk about. But but ultimately, they always say these things. It's the emails. And, and Hillary is a treasonous person because she did her security clearance a, a, a disjustice. And all these other things. And Benghazi. Listen, all of those things are pertinent. All those things are important, including Ukraine and all that other stuff, if it's true. But most of it is political hit jobs. This is not that on Joe Biden. And unfortunately, he's feeling it. His 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 staff knows it. They're leaking information to uh, Republican pundits and they're saying that he is absolutely struggling. So I'm going to show you a video and it's it's kind of a fun video, but there's some really disturbing things in here. and We're going to break it down. And at the very end, this is what gets me and sets me off. There's a couple things in this video that I'm like, wow, that's really horrible. But this is interesting. So let's watch it and uh, we'll take a look and you can tell me what you think. Here we go. Nobody should be in jail for a nonviolent crime. My name's Joe Biden. I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate. What's not to like about Vermont in terms of the beauty of it? And what a neat town. Play the radio. Make sure the television, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. 
Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. We choose science over fiction. We choose truth over facts. Think about it. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. 150 million people have been killed since 2007 when Bernie voted to exempt the gun manufacturers from liability. It would put 720 million back million women back in the workforce. You had people like Margaret Thatcher. Oh, excuse me. You had people. He almost Margaret Thatchered it, which would have been interesting. Uh, she's been gone for a while, folks. People like the, the former chairman and leader of the party in the, in Germany. Legs that turn that 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 turn uh, um, blonde in the sun, and the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight, and then watch the hair come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap, and I've loved kids jumping. Cannot on my lap. go. My God, I, you know, listen, the, I don't even know what to say. I just, just keep, keep watching. To a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts, unless you have a slight Indian accent. So for like, my, I'm not joking. The Me Too movement has forced a cultural reckoning around the issue of sexual violence and harassment against women in America. No man has a right to raise a hand to a woman in anger. And so we have to just change the culture, period, and keep punching at it and punching at it and punching. And why should the voters believe that you can win the national election? I was a Democratic caucus. You ever been to a caucus? No, you haven't. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. <laughs> Get your work straight, Jack. Uh, look, uh, look, here's the deal. I'm not voting for you. Well, I knew you weren't, man. You think I thought you'd stand up and vote for me? You're too old to vote for me. We've acted together. We have. You're too old to vote for me. A lot of this is recent. This is all within the last year. Some of it's a lot older, but anyway, we're almost done. And the, the last one I really want you to pay attention to. Never, never, never been unable to overcome whatever the problem was. If you agree with me, go to Joe 30330 and help me in this fight. Thank you very much. I'm beginning to see why your wife left you. All these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the, go, you know the, you know the thing. What kind of country we're going to be? All right. Four more years. Now, this is the one I really want us to watch. I'm going to shrink my little picture here, and we're just going to go right in the middle. Now, right up in the top left of the screen, you're going to see Miss Biden here, Mrs. Biden. And she is going to mouth to Joe Biden Trump. And she's going to say it three times. And I'll play it back. This was just the other day. Um, he was going to call Donald Trump George Bush. And he never ran against Bush in that way. He never had debates with Bush. It wasn't, there, there's no reason for this. It's, it's just not a gaffe. It's a problem. And it's a serious problem. And they've covered up for it. And his wife's covering up for it. Because look how she does it. She doesn't go, oh, honey, Trump. Nancy Reagan would have reached over to Ronald's leg and go, honey, Donald Trump. And would have made a joke about it. Even Hillary Clinton would have the the poise and grace to do that. And so would Michelle Obama. His wife lips it for him. And she keeps her mouth closed and she goes, Trump, 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 three times. And you'll be able to see this. Watch the red circle. George, uh, George, uh, he uh, is going to find ourselves in a position where if uh, Trump gets elected, uh, we're going to be. Watch it again. 
four more years of George, uh, George, uh, he uh, is going to find ourselves in a position where if uh, Trump gets elected, uh, we're going to be uh, we're going to be in a different world. Listen, I have all respect for a man who's dedicated his life to public service. But if he gets elected, we will be in a world of trouble. And it's sim- simply because of this. Ronald Reagan in his second term had cognitive decline. We all know that. And eventually was Alzheimer's and still was probably one of the most productive presidents and had a better second, better second term than his first. But let's not kid ourselves that we've already seen the hand from the Democrats talking about invoking the 25th Amendment, which had nothing to do with Donald Trump and was simply posturing. And they're floating the idea of packing the court. They're floating the idea of rewriting the Constitution. They're floating the idea of adding in um, – as Washington, D.C. as an actual state. And I'm not trying to, you know, talk down to anybody, but a lot of people don't know that Washington, D.C. isn't a state. And I know that's incredible. Uh, It's funny. I don't think I knew that until uh, probably 12 or 13 years old. I, I just assumed it was. But no, it's not a state. Also, Puerto Rico bringing that in. And that would increase the overall senators and state legislatures. It's packing the legislative branch. This is the problem, is that the Democrats want to change things so they have a better hand to win. Now, I was going to go through the Supreme Court, and everybody has been really hard on the Republicans. But this started back a long time ago with the Federal Court of Appellates. And the the Democrats have played hardball. And I'm going to do that show, and I think I'll do it tomorrow, and really dive into all the things the Democrats did and the dirty pool that they played. And the Republicans, listen, they are clean in this. And I will fight you tooth and nail. And it's really a bad, bad thing when you look at it of what the Democrats have done. But the whole thing is to get Kamala Harris into office. America doesn't want her. They had a chance. She will probably run again and ultimately lose just like Hillary Clinton did. But this thing is serious when it comes to will this man be able to do the job? Will he have his wife there at a state dinner when he's talking to the Turkish prime minister? Will he be able to negotiate hard with China? Will he just listen to his staff like George Bush did and ultimately be a puppet? And we all hated that. Everyone, even Republicans, we were not excited about George Bush Jr. in office because he ultimately was being led by his father's cronies. We can't have that again. We've already had enough Clintons and Bushes in office. We don't need 2.0 of that. Let's look at his cabinet. Let's look at who he's bringing on. This is insane. Insane. Okay. AOC, who is someone I don't agree with, but ultimately I don't think is a bad person. She says some really stupid things, but Ocasio-Cortez would be in charge of his environmental and Green New Deal type experiences. When he talks about bringing in new innovative ideas for energy, new innovative ways for ag, new innovative ways for vehicles and CO2, um, uh, less CO2 production into our atmosphere. She will be the lead on this, and this woman believes that cows should be abolished. She believes that all all flight should be grounded until we can somehow create electrical flight. Now, that's that's a big exaggeration, but you can't do that. The airline industry is already getting slaughtered. They want to take like 40,000 different buildings and remodel these buildings in major cities, take out windows, put up grass on top of the roof, and make them eco-friendly. The amount of money that they want to do this, solar roads and having solar panels on the roads, which isn't a bad idea, but the payoff is going to take a hundred years to come back and actually help Americans. 
we can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yes, there's things we need to do to slow down global warming. Can we? I don't know. And I'm not going to have a global warming conversation. Do I think it's real? Yes, I think the, the climate is warming. And, and if you take a, a sphere and you go ahead and you make it semi-permeable and then you put a heat source to it far enough away, over time that water will escape. Every planet that we've seen, we just found out that there was water on the moon and ice on the moon for meteorites. We found out there was actually sustaining water on Mars. Mars was probably a thriving planet at one point and ultimately dried up and died. And that's what's going to happen to Earth. Does it mean it's going to happen in this millennia? No. But does it mean it's going to happen? Absolutely. Can we stop that? No, I don't think we can. Can we speed it up? Sure. But the question is, is what do we do about it? And nobody can seem to answer that. We've tried to cut CO2 emission. The water has not risen, okay? We're not all underwater here. We're not playing water world and drinking our own pee right now. But if you go back 40 years, first it was fluorocarbons in the air, okay? Then CFCs. Then the ozone was dying. Then the Amazon rainforest. Then it was solar radiation heating up the Earth's crust. And they said turbulence was going to increase where we couldn't even have, have normal air travel anymore because so much turbulence would be in the air. This, this huge scare tactic. Then you remember the Time magazine with the two smokestacks and the nuclear reactor. Well, we tried nuclear reactors and it was actually really clean. It was a, a fantastic form of energy. But you know what? They shot that down because they were fair, afraid of the China syndrome of it melting down and destroying, which they should. But technology has increased. Can we take another look at it? There's a lot of things we can do, but we're not going to get into a global warming debate. But AOC is completely unhinged when it comes to spending an incredible amount of money for a whole lot of nothing. Bernie Sanders is going to be in charge of your economic policy? Hold the phone. Bernie Sanders is going to be in charge of your economic, an economic advisor to Joe Biden? <sighs> Come on. What are they going to do? Are they going to have Elizabeth Warren be freaking Native American Affairs Secretary? She's going to be involved too. Who's going to go after the guns? We know this. Mr. Roberto O'Rourke, known as Beto, that nobody gave him that name because he's whiter than me. But Robert O'Rourke, Mr. I can't drive 55, but I can have 15 vodkas and play Sloshberg with the freaking uh, pot with, with the guard cones and guardrails and ultimately drive drunk, which we've all made mistakes. I understand. But if you listen to how he talks about it, the man doesn't own up to anything. And then after that gave nothing back to mad or get mothers against drunk driving, gave nothing back as far as policies to be harder on drunk drivers. The man paid no penance at all. I thought that was Democrats thing. You got to pay, pay, pay for your guilt. He wants our guns. He even said it. I'm coming after your AR-15s. Bring it, Robert. Bring it. Hillary Clinton is now being talked about as defense secretary. The, the biggest war hawk in the last 25 years. If you want to go to war, put in Hillary Clinton because she's a war hawk politician. She always has been. Progressive, too. Not too progressive, but still a war hawk. Folks, Joe Biden is not the answer. And he's done this now. I believe this is his third time running. Third time is not going to be the charm. I don't see it happening. 
You're talking Donald Trump now. Let me see. It's been 40 days, and he's been in 48 different events. He's going to do five or six. He just did, I think, four rallies, five rallies in Pennsylvania. He's going to do five or six a day. The man is a machine, and he's hitting these swing states and just hammering and hammering and selling out and selling out. Remember a couple months ago when they said, oh, it was a low turnout for his rally? Well, that's over. People are showing up, and that's how you know he's going to win. Because when the media went after them for not showing up, what did they do? They all flipped the switch and turned on. That translates into votes. That means they have had four years to work on their friends, work on their family. People know what they're going to get with Donald Trump. They have no idea what they're going to get with Joe Biden. And the constant dripping of these emails isn't helping him either. The polls are tightening. It's not going to help him. It narrows the gap, and that's in favor of Republicans. Republicans always have. It's called the seven-day comeback, and it happens every single year, where a strong, excuse me, it happens every four years when the Republican candidate is probably going to win, is that you see this surge. It happened with Donald Trump in 2016. It happened with Ronald Reagan versus Mondale. It happened with George Bush. And you see this immense surge in the last seven days where people go, all right, now it's time. I've shopped. I've looked around for the best TV. I've went ahead and put it up on my mental wall, what the LCD will look like. And now I've made my decision and I'm ready to purchase. And they start coming out of the woodwork. You got to look at the things that are pointing you in a different direction. I've talked to you about Joe Biden's policy. I've talked to you about Democrats' policy. If you take a look at the way that they wanted to treat Amy Coney Barrett but didn't, that's something we need to think about. If we want to hear the dog whistling that they are doing, which is literally to these riots and saying, if you want the riots to stop, vote for Joe Biden. Folks, that's, that is not the answer. It's blackmail. They control this mob and they have not spoken out against them at all. At all. All these illusion, you know, white supremacists and proud boys and Nazis and KKK. Have you seen one hood? Who's seen a hood? Who's seen one swastika? It's not there. It's not there. Just like Antifa is not as big as they say it is. This is a very small element in our, in our nation. And if, if you would just focus on three things for me, the economy, what did it look like before COVID and has it recovered better than you expected it to in the last nine months? And the answer is yes, with no equivocation, nobody should be complaining about the way it's recovered. Has he continued to do his job and pass 328 pieces of legis- legislation with COVID? Has he brokered peace deals with three major Middle Eastern countries? Has the economy stayed on track? Are we better off than we were when COVID started and got to its high point? There's a lot of things to ask. So with COVID and the economy, I don't know if anyone could have done better with COVID. The third thing that you need to consider is war. My buddy Matt Teresi said it best. We're no wars. Nobody wants to be the world police anymore. To spend trillions and trillions of dollars for war. Everyone said we were going to get into World War III when Donald Trump was in office. I'm waiting. I'm locked and loaded underneath my desk by my side bed and my safe downstairs, ready to go. I don't see any Red Dawn happening. The only Wolverines I'm seeing is some stupid militia in Michigan 
who were a bunch of young boys trying to be men. That's about as close as we've gotten. And maybe a Cuban cigar that made its way from Florida that I got about six months ago that I won't talk about because it's still illegal. You've got a decision to make. And I appreciate you listening. But it doesn't matter which side you're on. It really doesn't. Just ask yourself the questions that are important to you. If you care about your guns, if you care about your free speech, if you want to stop this cancel culture, if you believe inherently that people are good and genuine and compassionate, and you don't believe this hype that Donald Trump's a racist, which I've disproven many times over, you'll come up to one conclusion. And that is a vote for Joe Biden is not going to get you what you want. I want you to think back for eight years of raising of taxes, eight years of nothing happening, of transgender bathrooms being the number one topic on the media cycle for almost a year, for H1N1 coming in and nobody doing anything about it. And we were fortunate that it didn't wipe out more people than it did, especially the elderly and the young. If you want to go back to deficit spending, if you want to go back to having your constitutional rights challenged and ripped apart, and you say that abortion is important to you, well, it's not on the docket and Republicans aren't coming after it. You say Affordable Care Act, they're not coming after it. They're trying to make it better and they need to pull it back to the Senate and the House and then they will fix it and then kick it back up again. But it is unconstitutional and people shouldn't have to pay a tax for nothing, Period. If you're worried about lesbian and gay rights, bisexual, transgender, they're not coming after that. The only reason you hate the man is because the media tells you to stop. I know he says crazy things. I know he can be annoying. But in the end, would you rather be annoyed for four more years where you have an opportunity to turn off the channel? Or do you want someone in your life who is not only going to be on the TV, but is going to be in your personal life and in your home 24 hours a day and you do not have an off switch? That is what liberals believe, that government makes the decision, that they're better to make the decision than you are. At least you can turn off the TV and turn off the radio. Once you give liberals power, We'll never get it back. Something to think about. I appreciate everybody. Thanks for watching. Please subscribe. And before we go, I want to talk about one little thing. Veterans Crisis Hotline. It's very important. 1-800-273-8255. Press 1. Veteran Crisis Hotline is there for you. They will ensure that you get the help you need. And if you are not a veteran and you need to talk to somebody, please call this number. They will also talk to you, whether you are a civilian or not. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate you. Have a wonderful, wonderful time. Have a good night. Seven days. Open up your mind.